First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoita, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the Two Beers Podcast, the pod of the everyman. Jordan and Drew here, slanging it on the reel. Just just two jamokes just like you, bringing you what you like. Drew, how you doing this week? Uh, I'm doing good, broham. I am doing good. That was the market so for convincing. A, uh, New job? No. Uh, uh, well, you uh, should uh, be. A Hoover double, double buster. What's a Hoover double buster? A type of vacuum. Ah. What happened to yours? Uh, you know, I got into some trouble and need to disappear. So I figured what better way to do that than a uh, Hoover Double Buster. Aha, uh-huh, I gotcha. Um, then next thing you know, you're the proud owner of a Cinnabon in Nebraska. You got it. Cool, cool. All right, on that note, let's assume positions for the world-famous two-brew salute. Three- Two, one. <laughs> Good one. Um, I'm keeping it light here with a Miller Light. What do you got? Uh, I am chugging a Diet Coke with uh, Larceny Bourbon, my man. Good thing you made it a diet. What's that? that? Yeah. With all that bourbon in there. Whew. Hitting hard. Hitting hard. <sighs> okay. Um, Speaking of hitting hard. Ooh, baby. Charlo Castaño, recap from last weekend. Wow. What a fight. They fight, did fight not. Fight your candidate. Again. Go for it. Give it to us. Uh, they did not charge. Whatever they charged. I took a look on StubHub. I forget what the prices were, but they weren't high enough. Man, these two banged. Like. It really did. Outside of the first round, that was kind of a little more of a feel-out. Like, these guys were exchanging slugfests in the trenches on the outside. Wow. Ten rounds, pure pure excitement, very, very few pockets of, you know, feints, head games, feeling each other out. Um, you know, I... My 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 position didn't change after the first fight. I I just I figured Charlo. I think I said Charlo was gonna win by knockout, whitewash him um, in the by the eighth round. Uh, I just felt like Castaño. He he fought a perfect fight the first fight, and Charlo wasn't ready for a lot of things that he did. And you know he has it so easy. He's had it so easy in some other fights where I think he got a little too comfortable. And I just thought that all the like all the adjustments were on him, and there wasn't like Castagna basically just had to fight the same fight to beat Jamar Charlo. Like there wasn't, there wasn't like he had the recipe. Like you can't really improve on the recipe outside of knocking the guy out. So, and Du Charlo was great. He he didn't say like you know the first fight he hung on the ropes a bunch and got himself in trouble. Didn't counter punch. Really just relied on the jab the entire time. Uh, this fight, you know, he mixed it up. He had, he was, he, he actually ended more power punches than Castagna this fight. Um, tons of counters, which was eventually what, uh, what led to him winning the fight. Tons of counters, great, great counters. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, he moved off the ropes a lot. Um, 
took some shots. You know, Castagna, it was funny. Castagna, he showed up, well, he showed up late to the fight, and it's like, oh my God, what is going on? What is going on? Charlo by a million. Um, tenth round, uh, he catches, catches, Cast- Charlo catches Castagna with, he catches him with a hook that knocks him down. But really, I think uh, people aren't talking about, he landed like a liver shot on him right before the headshot. And I think that's what made him crumble to the ground. I don't know if you thought that, but that was my take on it. Um, yeah, I, I did, I did kind of notice that too. Yeah, I thought it was just he just he he had just been working the body, and I thought that that was just on the button to the liver, and then you know you fill you fill that basement with water, and the head's gonna fall. So, uh, yeah. So Jamal, Jamal, wait, Jamal, right? Jamal, yeah, Jamal. Damn it, I keep fucking these guys up. Yeah, Jamal, <laughs> Jamal Charlo, first undisputed champion. Uh, in the 154 division, well-earned, well-deserved. Again, hell of a fight. Uh, of course, the judges are going to – judges going to judge. Um, we had it – we had Charlo up by one going into the 10th round. Uh, I think we had – I think there was two – we thought there was two swing rounds where it was like, eh. I thought you, you had Charlo up three. I thought him, I, I had him up one. Uh, well, yeah. let's go to – let's go to the judge pad. Love this effing thing um no i had him up 86 85 oh okay we had some i think we had different rounds for them like there were different rounds that we felt uh that each one but yeah i had charlo i had charlo up one um you know if you look at the punch stats uh, i mean i was gonna say do you have the compu box because as we're sitting here like my phone has disappeared like into the couch into my chair whatever what are you what are you what are you doing I have no idea. I I was sitting here waiting for you to, to come online, and now my phone is gone. So <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll give you a, yeah. So off, off the top of my head, yeah, Castano outlanded him in five of the ten rounds, including the round he got knocked out. Yeah, one ninety four. I, I thought that I thought Castano actually landed more power punches, but but Charlo made up for it with the jab, is what I thought. All right, so Castano outlanded him in one two three. Four, five, six, seven rounds. What? No, it was five, and then and then there was. Was one it five? Was wait, 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 wait. One, two, there was th- five. There was one tie, and Charlo had four. Nah, five, dude, four, I'm looking four. at it right now. What? All right, you ready? Here, you count count your thumbs like a child. Okay, you ready? <laughs> okay. Charlo, Charlo, thirteen, ten, first round. Okay. Charlo, fourteen, nine, second round. Castagna, okay. nineteen thirteen, third round. Castagna, twenty eight twenty, fourth round. Okay. Castagno, thirty five thirty two, fifth round. Castagno, twenty seven twenty two, sixth round. Okay. Castagno, nine eight, seventh round. Tie, fifteen all, eighth round. Castano, twenty one twenty, ninth round. Castagno, twenty one sixteen, tenth round. Wow. Yeah, so seven rounds. But I mean, I now I don't, I don't know what I was looking. Two, at. I mean, two of them were a punch. You know what I mean? Like one punch difference. So you know, and then another round was a uh, Char- Charlo's punches. By and large, not by a wide margin, but Charlo's punches by and large were were more devastating. Yeah, 140, 142 out of three hundred three power for Charlo, forty seven percent. Castadio one seventy five four eleven forty three percent. Uh, jab thirty one to two fifty six for Charlo and jab nineteen of one ninety nine. So these guys were pretty even. I mean, Charlo landed thirty one percent of total punches, uh, thirty two percent for Castano. Um, 
the I mean, Kastanian just had the widest widest margin of the rail. But yeah, Charlo, Charlo, I thought he hurt Castaño about four times in this fight before the knockout. Um, and I thought the one, the one, he really was hurting him on the counters. And I thought that was the one thing that Castaño did not. He was he wasn't able to adjust during the fight. To when he'd get on the inside, he'd start throwing his combinations, and when he would throw a left, because or Charlo would just counter him with with a right and hurt him, and he just, you know, it, you know, when when you're the smaller guy and you have you have to get on the inside, like that's you have to you have to be willing to take one to give them. He just he just wasn't able to to get his guard back up quick enough at all um, in all those exchanges, and I think that really. Um, you know that that really led to him just getting getting worn down here uh, throughout the course of the fight. Uh, that we were when I was saying this, the judges are going to judge. I mean, these scorecards were absurd. 89-82 Charlo before the knockout for one judge, which is insane. Like that's a seven point difference. Is that what we're really? I don't even know how you get that. Eighty-seven, yeah, eighty-four Charlo, I can live with because, like I said, uh, I had him up one. And I thought there were two two swing rounds. So and those yeah, two that makes more sense. And those I don't know those two rounds that were separated by a punch. I forget who I gave those rounds to. Uh, but that's fine. Like okay, I'm there. Even 88, 83 Charlo, I think is a little too uh, wide. Yeah, I agree. I, I still think that's too wide open. So um, you know, ultimately it didn't matter. But basically, Char- even if Castaño would have swept. The last three rounds, he loses the fight, which I is crazy to me that that's what would have happened. Yeah, that fight was way too close. And again, I mean, it uh, Charlo landed forty seven percent of his power punches. When when you get a percentage that high, that's that's when the the damage piles up, and you're looking at knockout territory. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Um, it was it was just too much. I mean, the power the power took over, and Castaño clocked Charlo, and I'd say dazed him a couple times. Nothing didn't hurt him, you know, didn't didn't stagger him, but but kind of dazed him a couple times, because um, again they were just standing in there and exchanging, yeah. and like you said, it was it was similar uh, strategy from Castaño, maybe maybe just a little bit different here and there, and really just um, basically just more more of the same it was and uh it was it was a delight uh, instant uh fight of the year candidate um you know we put it up there with with uh, women's fight uh taylor and serrano uh, and serrano and wood then, conlon uh, wood wood conlon those are the three right now um and so we got undisputed at 154 um then it's just kind of like what's what's Jermel Charlo going to do next at one is he going to stay at 154 I he'll he'll um, he'll stay there as long as his brother stays at 160 cuz they're not going to fight each yeah, other. Right. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, exactly. that's not going to happen. Um it's you know I I would like to see him I don't know that he'll fight I can't I can't remember. is it Fedora who's like the really tall dude Fundora. Who yeah who like was at the weigh in in like a polo with like glasses yeah Fundora That's an interesting yeah. fight like I think I think Charlo kills him but um you know, there's a lot of hype with that guy. I, I, I mean, that I, guy's like that guy's deceptively tough. Like, yeah, I agree. A lot of punches, and like you would, you would think that Charlo would be too powerful, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I just, I just think that when you're that big, I, I, your body's so open. Like I think Charlo landing some of those body shots is gonna just would just really do a number on him. Yeah, you would. Think um, so. yeah. 
I mean, hey, man. I mean, to, in, in, if if uh, if the boxing gods are smiling on us, we'll we'll see Charlo get one title defense in, and then fight the winner of Spence and uh, and Crawford if that happens. At one fifty four. I actually. Yeah, that'd be crazy. It's funny. Uh, you know what? I I'd rather see. I mean, because Boots has to fight. Well, he's gonna fight. I mean, whoever whoever. By the way, Boots spectacular. Second round knockout last weekend, unbelievable. Well, we're gonna get to that. Um, whoever whoever wins on whoever wins the Crawford Spence fight is gonna vacate and move up or retire. So, I would expect him to retire. Yeah, but, either or. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I I think Spence would retire because him him and him and Charlo have the same trainer, so they're not they're not gonna fight each other. I don't. I I I think that's I don't think that's gonna happen. But I, I could see Bud beating Spence and then going after him. I think I think Bud's a little too small for 154, to be honest with you. I think he's a little small for 147, but he's just so good and so tough that it doesn't matter. I, I don't know how if he'd be able to bang up at 154. But Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know. But uh but I think I mean that's that's a that's the dream for Charlo. Cause nobody at 160 fights each other anyway, so like what the hell is he gonna do up there? Um Yeah, um I don't know, but the 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 boxing gods really have been smiling. Yeah, just us, so. great, great stuff. And f- after a couple of years of the fans just saying nobody fights each other, nobody fights each other. Man, we've been getting like yeah. Remember we brought that we brought that up to Dan uh, Dan Kenobio on our podcast. Like what you know after a decade of that, like what's changed it? Um, of course, <laughs> of course. T- I, th- I think these guys just just. They they want the fights and I think yeah. they see the money. Well, you know, like, T- hey, Tia like, started the trend per his per his tweet over uh, over the last couple of days. Fucking clown. Sure. Um, I love I love how Showtime just continues to throw shade at him and doesn't include him on the undisputed list. It's like so awesome. I just laugh every time it happens. Yeah. It's so good. Um. Uh. Right, but yeah, so boots, baby. Boots, boots. Boots had a uh, another fight. Still hasn't, you know, going into the fight, he's never lost a round, and hell, he didn't lose a round again. It was at the point where you were like, you were like six minutes from your house, you're driving home, long dad day of watching dance, running, getting, getting the coffee and Ridiculous the, day. getting the coffee yeah, and the donuts and for everybody. 140 miles I drove Saturday across you know, like a 20, 20 miles. You're span. you're eating dip sticks, a, dip dipping sticks, and a pizza while you're driving. I mean, you're you're just going all out. You're doing dad of the year type stuff. And you're fi- the, the fight's about to start. You're five minutes from home. I'm like, don't worry, bro. You're going to make it. He's like, yeah, 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 I got this. And four and a half minutes later, I text you. You didn't make it. <laughs> Boots, second round, knockout. Legitimate. I mean, fighting a legitimate guy. Uh, dude, he's so good. And even he was he switched. He, sw- he, went, he came out southpaw. Then he went orthodox. Like the power's there. Or no, uh, the opposite, right? He started orthodox. Ah, oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah, flip that. Um, and, there, and I actually thought it was, thought it was 40, funny. 40, the last fight he fought, it was about forty seconds. Yeah, in, the yeah. first, the last fight that he fought, that only lasted like four minutes. Um, you know, at least you could say, ah, you know, he, he needs to really work on his defense because he leaves himself exposed. He even he even looked good defensively uh, in this one, keeping his guard up. Man, this kid's exciting. Uh, well, he just jab, jab, uh, jab, and death, man. Sixty jabs, and then threw like two crosses, and the guy was out. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's uh, I. If we get, if we get Crawford Spence, uh, we need Thurman and him have to fight. That's the fight. Yeah, that's the fight for me. That would be awesome. I just don't know what else there we, is to we do. Would have to go. There's just nothing else to do at 147. 
Like, Ugas is going to be out for a while with that eye. Uh, Ortiz, him and Ortiz, or they're not, or Golden Boy's not putting Ortiz anywhere near Boots. No. That ain't happening because no, that's their ca- that's their future cash cow. Um, so yeah, that's the fight to make. They're both, you know, they're both. Uh, they're not Boots isn't PBC, but whatever. Like he fights on Showtime. I, I guess he works with Heyman or whoever. Um, make it happen. Like why not? That's a huge. That's a yeah. To me, that you could put that on pay per view. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, they put Thurman and what's his face on pay per view for God's sakes. Uh, Barrios, put that on pay per view, yeah. man. Put it in Philly. Well, I, you know, I don't think they put it. Maybe they wouldn't do it in Philly, but dude, like, put it in the Garden. Put it wherever. I'm go. I, if it's in driving distance, I'll go. Like, get get this guy a big time fight. We should consider flying. I mean, t- boots. I just mean, get him a big time fight. He's he's just so awesome, man. So awesome. Yeah. Um. All right. Was there anything else? Nah. What do we got? What do, what do we? Oh, my boy, oh, um, yeah. Zapata. Uh, uh, he actually did not knock the guy out. So now he's twenty six and zero with twenty three knockouts. <sighs> I mean, a unanimous decision went went the distance. But uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's about it. Um. Uh. So this upcoming weekend in boxing, not, you know, uh, we'll call this a breather. Uh, you know, in a normal time frame, this might be a little bit more exciting, but um. Basically, we got Benavidez versus Lemieux, um, 168. Benavidez is a Nothing. M- minus minus oh. 1,600 <laughs> favorite. Um, and then, uh, so, it, look, I, I enjoy watching Benavidez. In terms of throwing combinations and hand speed, he's probably top five in boxing in terms of hand speed combinations. Like, it, he's amazing to watch. Yeah. That being said, he's just he's kind of a loser on a couple different levels. Um no no footwork. He somehow he somehow makes a hundred and yeah, almost no footwork. He somehow makes hundred and sixty eight pounds look fat. <laughs> um like I, I don't know how that's possible, but yeah. he does. Um But so if if you want to watch it, uh you know that's that's free on showtime. He, he's he's interesting to watch. yeah, free on showtime. He's an interesting one to watch. Um the other one is uh Buwazi versus um Craig Richards. The Hardos are excited about this. I honestly don't know much about Buwatsi. He's minus 600. Um whatever. I I don't know. I, I'll I'll catch it if I can. Uh and the only other one top rank card. It's on uh top the top rank card is um Jonabek, I don't know. Somebody out of the Middle East. Jonabek Alamekanuli. They they were like oh the newest phenom out of the Middle East that's what they're yeah it's one of he's minus it's one of Egus's guys minus fourteen hundred yeah. well and I, I mean I'm not a lot I'm, I only care about the undercard because Jamel's making his one thirty five debut wait say that Jamel oh, Harry Jamel's yeah. on the undercard pod pod favored he's uh yeah he's making his debut at one thirty five on the oh, undercard that's cool. that's cool so uh who's he do you know he's fighting some dude Ortiz no idea who he is. No idea. Gotcha. It was it was it was supposed to be Burchell. They didn't want to do that. <laughs> Probably would have been better off doing that. Um, and uh, and then they tried to get Comey, and that didn't work out. So here we are. Gotcha. Cool. All right. So that's that's the world of boxing this week. Um, and uh, well, yeah, I guess uh, Josh Josh Taylor staying at one forty for a fight. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I'm glad pretty, you brought pretty that up. interesting. Um, and and we we all expect him to vacate and move up to 147, but he's he vacated one of the belts. I forget which one. WBA. And he's. WBA and he's staying at 140. And he's like, going to fight Jose Zapata. I, I, I don't understand that. Um, I guess there's just no there's no fight for him at one at 147. No fight, no money. So, but I, well, the part I don't understand is why he they either stripped. Him well, he probably they probably were going to make him fight a mandatory, and he wanted and Zapata's uh more a bigger money fight, so he probably just vacated the title so that wouldn't gotcha. get held up. Yeah, if I had to guess, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. That's a good. It's gonna be a good fight. I like. I like Zapata. Um, Who was Zapata's last fight? The dude, God, is it was it Jesse Vargas, the dude with the bleached hair who like tried to show him up in the weigh in, and then he fucking like knocked him out on his ass twice. I can't remember if it was Vargas or what his name was, but it was the 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 dude was like mad cocky in the weigh in, and he was the favorite, and then Zapata just broke him down and whooped his ass um but yeah uh it's uh I'm, 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 it'll be interesting because you know it was funny cause, oh just a week yeah it was, it was vargas. what's that vargas yeah vargas. well it, just a week ago yeah, uh it was, ca- it, was, ca- it was in the first ca- round yeah too. oh yeah yeah uh ca- catterall was still uh was still posting pictures crying about the josh taylor thing and Taylor just Taylor called him out and said something about fighting like couldn't beat a weight trained version of himself or whatever, and that he was <laughs> he's going back to 140. It's just so insane. So, but yeah, you know well, that'll be a, like I said that'll be uh that'll be a good fight for everybody. So I guess I guess I guess that there's uh negotiations with Tio didn't uh didn't come to fruition. Yeah, I I think I think Josh Taylor handles him pretty. He like, should he if he's if he's serious himself. um. I think he will. Um, and the other, the only other news, which I, I guess this is all weird. I, I this is going to be such an interesting fight. Apparently, Bill Haney can't get to Australia because his visa got denied. Did you see this? Okay. So, like, no. Bill Bill Haney uh, isn't going to be able to go to as of today. Bill Haney can't go to Australia. Um, they they denied his visa. Because um, he had a felony drug conviction back in 1992. Oh, boy. Like this, we were we were talking about this the other day. We were like, shouldn't Devin be an art? Thirty years. What's ago? that? Thirty years. Yeah. Ago? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that all works. But regardless, we were talking a couple of days ago. Like, shouldn't Devin be in Australia by now? Like, what, what is he doing? Like, why isn't he there yet? Um. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like. Uh, don't you want to give yourself a couple weeks to get acclimated? Like it's it's a what twenty hour flight or yeah, something like twenty hour yeah, time twenty four hours. Like, like it's you you gotta like kind of get get acclimated, right? Like I thought he would have his whole camp there, but like because it's coming up in what two weeks, two and a half weeks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's coming up. Week and a half, but like, two, week, two and a half. And weeks. that's where I'm like, when I now that I hear this story with his dad, I'm like, shouldn't this have been something they like already had figured out? Like, once this fight was made, like that they could get to us. Yeah, like, right. who's handling the logistics for Team Haiti here? <laughs> I, it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't think it'll matter. Like, I think um, at this point, I think Ben Davidson is more of the corner man than than uh, than Bill Haney is for Devin. Um, 
but man, it just it's just crazy. I just it just it just struck me as funny because I'm laughing. I'm like, are they just doing all this on the fly? Like, did they did they not realize they were actually going to Australia? Yeah. I don't, so, I don't know. Um, but man, or two. We're two or we're two weeks out from that. We're a week away from tank. Ah, man, this is gonna be wild. Oh, and, and we're we're you know sixteen days, seventeen days away from Inouye Donaire two. Yeah. My God. Yeah, we still we, we still have a lot to go. Oddly enough. My God. You wouldn't expect it. Yeah. Speaking of unexpected. Um, speaking of unexpected and very expected. This week, the PGA Championship. Back to some golf. Tiger by a billion. We we wowed you at the Masters. We gave you all kinds of winners. We tweeted them out. Hopefully, you saw them and, and got your picks in bef- before the uh, before the tournament started. But uh, yeah, we're we're gonna throw out some picks here too. So, PGA Championship. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, PGA Championship. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Southern Hills. First major there in 15 years. Last person to win a major there, Tiger Woods, 2007. So from what I've read, um, I guess supposedly they've widened the fairways and the rough isn't going to be as thick. So in my mind, what that means is like the guys who bomb it, like going to have an advantage. And... um, the other thing about it is it's going to be, like, windy. So, uh, guys who are used to playing in wind. So, I guess, like, the Irish guys and the Texas guys kind of um, might, might have a little bit of a, a little bit of an advantage. Or at least, at least strategy. But what they did a little bit different was, again, what I've read. I haven't seen the course. But I, I guess they, like, all the area, like, a lot of the areas around the green, rather than it be rough, they've mowed, like, tight little gullies that are going to create like weird chipping scenarios for players uh and it's bermuda grass so it's tough to putt through the through the uh the fringe and so they a lot of guys are doing a lot of different things like bump and run bump it into the hill take their 60 degree and flop it like so it's going to be like too bad phil mickelson's still on the blacklist because this is this would be like kind of his playground i guess at least prime phil um that being said, we have some picks. And again, I tweeted pick these em. out. Pick them. Here's who we got. All right. I picked four guys on, on the to win list. Spieth, he's been hotter than a fox in a forest fire. Plus 1,400, 14 to 1. The favorite is actually Scotty Chef again. Going with Spieth. Cameron Smith, he's due to pull one of these in. 18 to 1. Will Zalatoris, speaking of do, he seems to be kicking it back up after kind of struggling early in the year. Seems to be kicking it back in. 28-1, to 1, Will Zalatoris. And I just can't get away from this value, especially for a long hitter. Dustin Johnson, DJ, 35-1. to 1. Okay. Like, he was, I think, ninth, No, 12th at the Masters and ninth at the Players. And now he's missed a couple cuts this year, and I, I don't know what kind of health he is coming into the year. But and I know he, but look, like he just got he finally got married to Paulina Gretzky. Like they posted the pictures and everything. Can't you see them talking about that on 18 for the win? Like you just got married, blah blah blah. Like 100 percent, 35 to one, great value for DJ. 
so as like last time uh well here hold on before i before i go on to the props drew mm. your boy brooksy yes. you're taking him he's 55 to 1 uh i'm gonna go tiger and then brooks tiger and then brooks tiger i think is 60 to 1 i didn't hold on i'll get it i didn't write that one down um but still, there were like like the guys Tiger was in front of. I was surprised, and I guess maybe since he won here last time, uh, Tiger's sixty five to one. But like, Tiger's above Gary Woodland, Oosthuizen, Kevin Na, Justin Rose, uh, Kokrak, uh, Patrick Reed is a hundred to one. Keegan Bradley's a hundred to one. Keegan's been hitting the ball a little bit decent. Harold Varner, he's been competitive this year, hundred thirty to one. Uh, Bazaden Hoot, I just like <laughs> saying that name, 130 to 1. Siwoo Kim seems to always show up in majors, 130 to 1. Like, I, I'm just a little bit surprised. Um, anyway, so that is to win, um, Mr. Drew. And then some of the props, I, I didn't get as crazy Cray -cray. as I did the last time just because I, I didn't, there wasn't any that jumped out at me. But what I liked was Finau, top 10 plus 450 speeth top 10 plus 170 uh dj top 10 plus 300 sam burns he's from louisiana so not necessarily oklahoma but southern guy sam burns top 20 plus 200 will zalatoris top 20 plus one plus 120 female top 20 plus 200 and uh, so, again, guys finished in the top 10 and 20 there. Finau, I just – he's finished, uh, like, top 10 a couple times at the PGA Championship. So, I just – I don't know. He's a long hitter. I'm, think, I'm thinking he's going to do well. Um, again, that's why I'm big on Spieth this week, too, just because that Texas win. He's from Texas, and it's going to be windy this week, um, even though he's not one of the longer hitters. Any hoodles. Head-to-head uh, -head matchups for the tournament. Sam Burns over Seamus Powers, minus 160 for the tournament. Finau over Cameron Young, minus 110. Again, I'm big on Finau this week. Um, and then the field over the big guns. The big guns are Scheffler, Rom, JT, and Rory. I'm taking the field at minus 400. Don't know, what, don't know why, but... Um, How many majors does Rory have? Oh. Uh, four or five, I want to say, but like it's been a while, and it's funny you say that because there was some memorial wall or something, and I, I don't know where it was, but he was holding his daughter, and it was him. I want to say he was holding the claret jug, and uh, and he was uh, he he said to his daughter, he's like, "See, honey, this is back when daddy was good." <laughs> um, I just anyway. always remember when everyone so, was like, "Oh, Roy's the next tiger," and he just like crapped out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's been very competitive, uh, even last year and this year. Um, he's just he needs you know he's not racking up the majors like we we thought yeah. he was going to. Um, but I mean, he's still he's already a Hall of Fame player. Like he's he's has like four or five majors and I forget how many wins. But uh, yeah, so so again, Oklahoma this week. Uh, you went to Oklahoma once, right? I did for Luke Bryan concert. Yeah, it was the meet. Did, yeah, huh? first one ever. Just entered a contest, didn't realize what I was doing, and then uh, got the email. 
that you've uh, you've won meet and greets to Oklahoma City. He was like, well, guess we're flying out. <laughs> Kevin Durant was probably still on. Sure the, was. Uh, so nice there, man. The like went to an Applebee's. They like offered to like give us drinks to go and stuff. It was crazy. Everybody's super friendly. Walked into the arena, yeah. ordered a ordered two beers. It was eight bucks. I was like, no, 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 two two Coronas. She's like, yeah, eight bucks. I was like, what? I was like, come on, you're, you're shitting me, right? She's like, yeah. She's like, like, I had six heads. I'm like, yeah, I'm from Jersey. Like that almost wouldn't even cover one. So it was great. <laughs> I loved it out there, man. <coughs> Does Oklahoma count as the South? No, the South. It's like the Midwest, is it isn't the Midwest? it? Is it the Midwest? I don't know. It's, that's a that's a that's a you thing. Like an, the fact that I'm I'm more on top of that kind of scares me. You feeling all right? Well, Texas is the Southwest, and it's right across the river from Texas. So, like, is that is the, is the Red River like the line? Maybe it's in Albuquerque. Maybe <laughs> bovines. <laughs> I, I think that's uh, they probably have some uh, uh, vacuum <laughs> shops there. <sighs> all right. Um, sweet. All right, we're gonna win. Oh, so oh, unlike the uh, the Masters, where I only bet like a couple of those, I actually bet all of these, other than the the big guns one. So I dropped like seventy five. All right, let's do it. I guess I need to. We're, we're... Go ahead, keep going. What? No, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take this. Keep dude. rolling. Um, okay, which. Leads us to the NBA catch and shoot. We have our two for one out there. My version of the uh, NBA on uh, ABC. Okay. Uh, yeah, it wasn't very good. Um, yeah, I was. I got. You. I was like, is this trying to be the NBA on NBC? Um. Anyway, catch and shoot. So. Our two for ones out there. My mic was a little bit low on that. I, it was frustrating. I'm gonna shut up. It was new, fucking new spectacular. Thank you. Um, so we got the Warriors putting the beat down on uh, Dallas Mavericks here in Game One. We got the Heat. Uh, they it was close game, and then they, what? They they won by like ten or twelve. It actually was never a close um, game. <laughs> My, bo- bo- oh, I, I thought it was like ten. I thought Boston, it was, like 10 Boston was up game, like you know? fourteen at one point, and then Miami ended up going up twenty. So yeah, well, oh, okay. Huge so swings in this game. Uh, I was way off. I um, I I was very confident that both road teams were going to steal game one. And how? Ah, uh, they both lost. In how does that make you? feel? Uh, pretty stupid, actually. Um, not questioning that I'm still an ambassador of the game, but yeah, not great, not great at all. It's okay. Sometimes you crash and burn. Yeah. Um, no overreaction. You, you watch any of the games? Uh, a little bit tonight. Uh, I, I've I've been not feeling so hot. So last night, um, I kind of crashed uh, for the Heat game. And honestly, I've been trying to watch as even though my Penguins lost, I've been trying to watch as much hockey as possible, which I'll get to next. But I just kind of crapped out. Last oh, gotcha. Night. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think there's any overreaction. Um, you know, the Celtics, unfortunately, Horford, uh, fuck him anyway. Uh, he's in health and safety protocols, so he did not play last night. Um, 
I don't know that he would have made a difference, but they also didn't have Marcus Smart, who got hurt in Game 7 against the Bucks. He will try to... That's more of a... That that definitely hurts them defensively at the guard spot. Um, and he is going to try to play tomorrow night, so um, that'll level the playing field a little bit. It, you know, it's kind of weird. But, I mean, Butler was incredible. You know, 40-plus points, uh, making plays, rebounds. Defensively, he was incredible. Didn't he have like forty nine five four? Yeah, it was something nuts. He's like the only player to do that um, since nineteen seventy three, uh, and he was guarding the other teams like first and second best players for the majority of the game. Which I I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think people were telling me that was this crazy notion that guys like the like best defenders on one team can't guard the best players on another team, foul trouble stuff. But somehow he did all that and only had three personal fouls. I don't know. Defend without fouling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good yeah. He, dude, he was great. I good for Jimmy, man. Like I said, he he always kind of perplexed me. Jimmy McGill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, Ice Station Zebras. Big Face Coffee. Maybe that's his uh, his payout. <laughs> uh, he's just always perplexed me because, like, again, like I I kind of my one of the reasons I didn't really believe in the Heat is because like they really need him to be like the alpha and there's just you know the last few years there's there's just games where he'll like take eight shots and it's like dude what are you doing um he's got five 40 point games in the playoffs already this year um i alpha it's, it's it's crazy so um yeah i still think boston's gonna win that series um unless smart's out for like a really significant amount of time you know i just i don't know i I feel better about their their guys. I think Tatum Tatum just needs to you know figure out these double teams a little bit quicker, and uh, I think I think they'll be all right. Uh, I hate uh, what's his face, um, who's like fake PJ Tucker on Boston. Is it Rob Williams? Not Rob Williams. Who's this douchebag who scored like twenty eight points uh, in Game Seven? Grant Williams, Grant Williams, he's like such a flop bitch. Like I, I, he's like such a like what's his name? Like uh, Struess went to go grab a ball to inbound it and like just like touched him and he like fell to the floor and stuff on the game. I, he's a loser, man. I hate this guy. And like any anyone that's like, oh, if he was on your team, you'd love him. I'm like, no, I wouldn't. Like just play basketball. Like stop being a loser. I hate this guy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Miami to win that series just because of this dude. He's a, he's a loser. I hate guys like that. Duncan Robinson, check. He played <coughs> insane, in just insane. Didn't they give him like ninety? Million? It's so crazy, man. I, I just, I don't, I, I'd, I'd love if they actually win the title this year, Miami. I'd love to uh, watch, the, or I can't wait to watch like the behind the scenes doc that they used to do. I don't know if they still do it. Um, for the team that wins, just to understand what the hell happened with uh, with Duncan Robinson and him not playing. But that's Miami. I mean, Golden Warriors win tonight by like twenty again. Like Dallas. I mean, they were down two zero to Phoenix. They came back and won four of the next five games. Um, you know, if they're not hitting threes, uh, they're not going to win. So I mean, tonight they didn't do that. The only little bit of concern would be that the Warriors actually played bad tonight. Like nobody was good. Like, Curry led them in scoring with 21, and he just got hot for, like, a four-minute stretch to start the third quarter. But he was really bad. Uh, Wiggins was the only one that actually played well, but, I mean, he didn't, like, blow anybody away. Um, 
so that would be the only thing that if I'm if I'm a Dallas fan, I'd be like, shit, the Warriors played awful and we couldn't steal this game. But um, I'm still waiting for Clay Thompson and uh, Jordan Poole to get in a fist fight in the middle of the game because that that's going to happen at some point. You can just tell Clay just does not like him. It's so much fun. Um, really? What's that? Like you watch her, but you like if you watch Clay's body language when he has the ball and he's not moving it and running the offense and just goes in this one on one stuff. Like Clay, Clay just like drops his shoulders and gets so mad. It's it's really fun to watch. And I mean, Clay Thompson's the great, like, they're just the you know most uh, rootable guy in the NBA outside of Giannis. So I I blame Poole for that. Um, yeah, but that'll be fun. I still think that goes seven. I you know I still think the Warriors are gonna win, but. You know, don't count Luca. The best thing today was, uh, I guess, some Luca. Luca was at the pier in 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 San Fran down in uh in San Fran with uh, Boban, just like drinking beers, which was great. Just reminded me, I was like, man, that's like what Larry Bird would have been doing. Larry Bird, that's <laughs> just right. probably yeah. I mean, yeah, the Europeans just hanging out. He probably drank like six coffees, had a couple of beers, ready to go. <laughs> so uh, that was fun. He didn't play great tonight either, but um, yeah, we'll see what they do in game two. Probably, probably needed more. Probably beer. did. But yeah, we'll see what they do in game two. Fun, fun stuff. I'm excited. These are, like I said, these are four, four, four uh, fun teams to watch here. Like I said, outside of uh, Grant Williams being a loser and Kyle Lowry, who's not playing right now. I mean, there's really nobody that's Mike Lowry. Yeah, there's nobody that's really unlikable on these teams. Yeah, nobody. Huh? I don't think so. Can you think anybody? I know you don't like Curry, but no, I, I you just I think he's a big him. baby. Uh, I mean, he had, he's mellowed out. Like he used to just like complain so much, throw his mouth. Now he just like stuff. dances and like you know struts around on the court. It's it still annoys me the way he just chomps on that mouthpiece like he's a horse chomping <laughs> on a bitch. But like, but I mean, I, I mean, he's he doesn't bother yeah. me. Okay, fine. All right, that's it for the NBA. I think. Cool. You change your stance. All you right. still think Miami and uh, Golden State pulled out? Uh, is that what I said? Uh, maybe I wasn't really listening to you on the two for one. Okay. But we picked. Uh, we both picked yeah, the Warriors sure. to win. So, or I mean, to get to the finals. I think we had the. Bu- I had the Bucks winning. I don't know if you picked the Warriors to win at all. Yeah. Uh, so, did. there you go. Um, all right, so moving into the NHL half clappers, which clap clap. Um, was this was this McDavid that just scored this? Uh, the, I'm watching this game now. Oh, he got the assist from the deflection. Um, like Calgary was up. I want to get this right. Calgary was up. One two three. Five to one, and then six to two, and it is now six five with thirty seconds left in the second. I mean, just just a just a shooting gallery out there between these two teams. Anyway, um, how we got here? So, heck of a, excuse me, heck of a first round. Um, of the eight series, Drew five went to Game Seven. So when I told you like I was just missing the second round of the NBA and like watching hockey, like five game sevens and two of those went to overtime. Like it was just incredible. Um, so just to quickly recap, Calgary pulled it out against Dallas, um, in game seven, uh, 
the Avalanche swept the Predators. Uh, the Panthers won in six over the Capitals. The Rangers uh, ended up completing the comeback versus the Penguins in seven. The Oilers uh, beat the Kings in seven. The Blues beat the Wild in six. I mean, I don't know why I got off the Blues, I guess, because I just fell in love with the Wild. Um, the Lightning beat Toronto in seven. Toronto had Tampa Bay dead to rights in game six. And then Tampa Bay just comes back and beats them. It was glorious. The The overtime goal in game six, where the Toronto Maple Leaf fans were just stunned, was just priceless. Um, and then Carolina uh, beats Boston in seven. Uh, surprised that one won seven. Um, but these these playoffs have been incredible. Um, this game right here, six to five. McDavid is just flying everywhere. Um, New York looked awesome tonight, and then they lose in overtime um, to to Florida. Um, I'm sorry to Carolina. Um, I, I I'm just like I was prepping for the pod, and like I I was doing stuff around the house, so I fully expected the Rangers to hold on and then sure enough at the end at the end of regulation they tie uh, Carolina ties it and then they just pop in the, the the an own deflection um to take a 1-0 lead in the series um but man the Penguins I just want to go back to the Penguins real quick because th this was like the last dance now they got to blow up the roster I I can't believe that people are saying that Mike Mike Sullivan's probably going to be back that's that surprises the hell out of me um, five straight uh, playoff losses now. They they did win one series the year after they won the Cup, and then four straight first-round exits. Um, I, I, I just – I can't believe that he would come – He they would bring him back. It was, it was disappointing. Um, you, <coughs> excuse me. you got to figure Malkin's gone, Latang's gone. Probably now, why does Malkin have to be Russ. gone? Well, he's 36. He'll be 37. Um, he's gonna, like, he's gonna need to, the money he's gonna make, like, and the term he's gonna demand, just for somebody that age, like, the Penguins can't afford to be that old. Like, Crosby's turning 35 in the offseason. Um, they already signed Jeff Carter, a stupid contract. Jeff Carter's, like, 38. So, like, you can't have your top three centers be, like, 38, 37, and 35. Like, that's, that's not good. Um, Latang is like 35 ish as well. 36. Uh, he 30. I don't know. May, uh, he's, he's up there too. So, uh, I, I think he goes to Montreal. I think they would just love to have a French speaking, uh, native son. So I, I, I think that the Penguins are just gonna have a lot of turnover. They're going to have some cap room. Um, they just, they just need to get younger in a hurry. And with the new the new ownership group doesn't have any loyalties to to these guys, so I, I think, I mean these are the people that traded Nomar Garcia Para in his prime and then went on to win two World Series. So, there you go. Um, that's that's what I think is gonna happen. But yeah, I mean this the the second round though we got the Battle of Alberta. Um, they're calling it Calgary and Edmonton. I don't I don't even know what to make of it, man. I I, I can't. Like Calgary is just the perpetual like choke jobs, and Edmonton has Mike Smith in goal, so I I don't know I I guess I'll take Cal uh, yeah I'll probably I'll just take Edmonton because you figure at some point Connor McDavid's just gonna rise up and do something so I'll just pick them. Um, 
the other out west, uh, the Blues won in, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the Avalanche won game one in overtime against the Blues. A lot of people are, are thinking that the Blues can take that. The Blues definitely can take that. I'm going to take Colorado in seven against the Blues. Um, and then in the east, again, Rangers, I'm taking them in seven versus Carolina. They let one slip away tonight. Uh, I just, and Shesterkin looked looked great. I just, I think that's the difference. Is Shesterkin just going to get back to being himself, being the Vezina goalie that he is? Um, and I, in in the other East matchup, um, I think that Tampa Bay eventually just overcomes Florida. Uh, they they beat Florida four one in Game One. Again, probably six or seven, and I think that's just Vasilevsky. Which uh, I got six out of the eight series right on my predictions to begin with. So How'd I do? I'm not changing a whole. Well, you went the opposite of me um, in almost all of them. So you took Dallas. That was wrong. You took Colorado. You took the Capitals. That was wrong. So you're one and two. You took the Penguins. One and three. You took the Oilers. Two and three. You took the Blues. Three and three. You took the Maple Leafs. Three and four. And you took the Bruins. Three and five. So not great. So. Not, Not great. great. And my Stanley Cup champions um, out. Your Stanley Cup champions out. <sighs> yeah, I just it still feels like a uh, uh, collision course for Colorado, Tampa Bay for me. Um, but I don't know if, if the Rangers if the Rangers find another gear, which they really are capable of doing. It could, it could be a, a Rangers in the final situation because Tampa Bay is eventually going to run out of steam, Vasilevsky or not, but. Anyway, um, any hoodles, a lot of good hockey, a lot of good hockey, lot, lot, lot. Like my, I, a couple Penguins fans I talked to are like, yeah, I'm not going to watch a bunch anymore. And I'm like, these, these teams are too good. I, I'm going to be watching a bunch. I'm an ambassador of the game, Drew. I'm actually not. But why do you know? Why, why do you shortchange yourself like that? Uh, I'm just not obsessed with it. Like you're obsessed with basketball. Uh. But I, just, I do love watching. Hunt. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear talk like playoffs. that from you. <laughs> okay. Make me uh, sad. All right. Next order of business is the goof. The pit stop. The oh. Goof. <laughs> the goof stop. <laughs> the goof stop. Love that. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a short one this week. All right, you send me off. Ten. Uh, eight, it's still seven, too early. Six. All right. And on your mark, get set, go. Last week, Kansas. Okay, race. Decent passing, just not a lot of passing for the lead. Clean air was at a premium. Yet another weight race where it looked like we had the winner, Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson. But no, Kurt Busch and twenty-three eleven racing. Michael Jordan's team, first win of the season. Uh, Kurt, he just seems to get a win every year, no matter what team he's on, no matter what car you put him in. So good to see the Michael Jordan team in victory lane. They've been working hard. Um, I know Bubba had that win. Well, I think it was last year where it was like rain shortened. Yeah, whatever. Uh, this, this was a real win where it was made it to the actual end of the race. Um, so good for them. This week is the all-star race. And for some reason it's in Texas instead of Charlotte. I forget why, but like. I, the, the concept of an all-star race never made sense to me. As someone who picked up NASCAR later in life, like, 
I don't, I don't even watch it. It just kind of doesn't make sense because there's way too many cars to be an all-star race. Whatever. I don't care. Hmm. Not watching it. Not betting on it. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Uh, all right. Oh, so we're, we're, we, we felt a minus four on the year, by Dagger. the way. Dagger. Dagger. Yeah, not great. We, dude, we, we're so snake bit this year. Like, we've picked so many where, they, like, it looks like we're going to win, and it just doesn't happen. Makes me sad. Three wins on the year after we got, like, half of the races right last year. Annoying. Makes me sad. Okay. Now the parlay. Something we did win. The parlay. We had Charlo. We had uh, the over in the in the Penguins game six that I picked. So, this week. Drew. Uh, can we bet Jamel? What are we going with? Uh, what? Jamel? Oh. Harry? Um, are there odds on that? Um. I did not see any. Um, I'll look. Why don't you think of a... All right, you go then. Try and track this down. What was yours? Um, mine was... I am going to pick um, top rank. Oh, yeah, there it is. Jamel Herring. What's his... What's he at? You ready for this? If this is, like, over 1,000, I'm going to, like, cry. He's a dog. He's the dog! Do it. Run it. Run it. Semper Fi that bitch. Versus Jermaine Ortiz minus Let's 200. do it. Jamel's Let's do dog. it. Okay. Keep this streak going. Pick. Minus Canelo. I am going to pick, um, not tomorrow, but Friday. The Pirates are playing the St. Louis Cardinals. The game is on Apple TV or something. Whatever. Pirates suck. Wainwright has their number nonstop. Cardinals over the Pirates on Friday. Makes sense. And Jamel Herring to pull off the upset against Jermaine Ortiz. Let's go. Saturday night. All right. Lock it up. Good golly, Miss Molly. What a parlay. I can't believe that. I, I'm surprised. I would have thought he was the favorite, too. Uh. Yeah, maybe uh um Did I say this out loud that the bet are, we're up to 1475? You did not. I was going to say maybe maybe the Perchelt uh move up had has Vegas uh, hedging. I mean, that's not that big of a of a deficit yeah. but still. But yeah, but yeah. It's big enough for a former, you know, former world champion. Yeah, I don't know anything about that Jermaine Ortiz. I don't either. All right. Well, we'll really have to keep an eye on it now. So, all right. All right. Let's assume positions for beer number two, the two-brew salute. Three, two, one. <sniffs> Keeping it gangster with the Miller Lights. I'm still serpent or uh, slurping, sipping on my bourbon. Serpent on my bourbon. Slurping on my bird. Love it. All right. Beer two this week is better. Paul. Salt. Season. Mid. Season. Finale. Boom. God damn, I love this show, J.O. Love this show. 
I know you do. I know so you do. good. So why don't you explain to the listeners the, the format of how we're going to cover right, this. All right, so we're going to talk – we're going to cover three three main topics, okay? What's going to happen to Kim Wexler? We're going into the mid-season Into the mid-season finale. finale. Uh, episode 7 of Season 6. There will be six episodes after this to wrap up the series starting in July. Um we're going to talk about the fate of Kim Wexler, which has everybody on edge. Uh, we're going to talk about whether or not this D-Day uh, plot – is it D-Day or Doomsday? What are they calling it? They call whether it this D-Day. D-Day plot ends up being successful and what the hell – where in the world is Lalo Salamanca? Um but just to set everybody up, if you've been watching, if you haven't been watching, you're just missing out. The show's so good. Like the writers are just incredible. I, I love it all. Um, the whole season's really been about Saul and Kim have been running, you know, running this plot to discredit Howard Hamlin to uh, force force the uh, the hand of all the attorneys involved in the Sandpaper Sandpiper Crossings um, Rico case. That Jimmy uh, discovered in season one, you know the old the old folks' home where they were ripping them off. Um, that way, Jimmy can get his two million dollars um, that he's owed for that, and they him he can Kim can use that to start her pro bono practice. Um, in the midst of all that, Jimmy has fully become Saul Goodman, uh, taking on the character. He's now got the office, uh, Francesca. She's back in the fold as his, uh, as his, I guess, receptionist slash legal clerk. Um, she she's great. She was awesome in this. this uh, what do you call the episode before the finale? Yeah, the, yeah, that thing. She was really funny. She was nice, polite, timid, and then sees some like you know criminal taking a piss in her water treatment, and then gets gets all you know short with Saul. You clean it up. Uh, <laughs> so good. Um, and we've got on the other spectrum of of things we've got Lalo uh after the premiere which we reviewed you know uh good old Don Hector told him he needed proof about Gus to be able to convince the cartel to let him make a move and everyone still thinks he's dead except for uh Hector and Gus Fring so he went he's off in Germany trying to find he you know last week we saw him have an encounter with uh you know Vernon Siegler the guy who uh who was leading the um the drill you know the construction team for the meth super lab visited his wife to try to get information uh he found uh you know a protractor that was uh I guess what encased in glass that one of the uh like some kind of yeah, that one of yeah. one of, one of Werner's crew gave his wife as a, a memorial gift. Tracks the guy down, uh, gets him at a barn, chops off his foot. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what these guys could tell Lalo because they were. Remember, they were. I mean, they were in. They were in trucks and blindfolded. I mean, outside of saying that they built yeah. something underground, I, I mean, they wouldn't know where. I, whatever. Um, but yeah. that's where that's heading. I, you think you figure he's gonna find his way to the the meth super lab at some point, and there's gonna be the showdown with him, Mike, and Gus. 
So that's that leads us into next week next week's episode. And this this week ended with you know Jimmy and Kim got this whole plan together. It's coming to fruition. She actually gets an opportunity to get funding from um, the Davis and Maine lawyer. What's that guy's name? Oh. Um, I always forget his name. Um, but he, you know, she's on her she's on her way to Santa Fe to to talk in front of her board to get funding, and their plot their their uh, the plot goes awry, and instead of Jimmy Jimmy suggests they just live the fight another day and try to do it later, she basically blows off the meeting and comes back to Albuquerque to make sure this thing gets done. Execute. So she's just officially again just off the reservation. Um, let's leave her last. Okay. Do you think the plot? Do you think this plan against Howard Hamlin is going to be successful for her and Jimmy? Um. Let me. Well, let me Go. ask you this. Did they reveal exactly what? No, the plot is? they're yeah. still. Okay. They have. Right. I tried. Listen, I tried to pause my TV when they had the the picture up with like all the sticky notes for the plot. Yeah. yeah. I I, uh-huh. I couldn't fucking get it. I I got. I thought it because these got. These guys, the cold open. There's, there's, there's no like empty scenes with the writers. So like, I'm like, all right, it's got to be in there, and I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So do, do they, do they? I mean, with the, at the end of the day, it's supposed to be what I, what I think the plot is supposed to be here is that, um. They, they knew Howard would hire somebody to follow Jimmy. This is all part of the plan. So he, they said they they got that that uh, actor to look like that judge, as if Jimmy was trying to pay him off, and so that Howard Howard is gonna make is gonna find out he's gonna get the pictures from his uh, private eye, who maybe he's even working for Jimmy, and he's gonna make such a scene in one of these meetings that eventually everybody's gonna say they can't you know they can't risk the case with Howard, and they're gonna settle. Um, I assume they're going, you know, they met with the veterinarian, um, you know, the vet who's got, who knows everybody in Albuquerque. They met with him and he gave Jimmy some, some type of something that makes you feel like you're on two Red Bulls and dilate your pupils, I guess, to assimilate being coked out. Somehow, I guess they're going to get that to Howard and that's supposed to bring it all together. Yeah, I think you're right. So it's gonna be like Howard all coked out, freaking out on yeah. them. Like I can't believe, like this is, and they're gonna be like, oh, this guy's like, yeah, not trustworthy. Yeah, that's, that's basically right. the plot. It's to make Howard, yeah, it's just to completely make him seem like he's uh, a scumbag, and they can't risk. The- well, I couldn't. I didn't even put all that together. I was just like, until I'm here, bro. Yeah. So I'm gonna say that no, that it does not work. So I think it's going to work. I think all this I don't know how they're going to recover from the judge having the broken arm in the pictures but I think it's going to work and here so and here but I think Howard's either going to get seriously hurt or die So this this past week open the cold open was Howard um you know making this you know tediously making this like perfect cup of espresso for his wife who is a strange like i don't know clearly they're like they're married and living together that was the first time we saw first her, time ever right? yeah but he talked about her in the yeah. in one of his therapy sessions this season basically saying yeah, like she's just a, she's just a cool yeah bitch. basically saying eh, you know things haven't gotten better they haven't gotten worse we're just kind of there so like clearly there's you know 
they're just living together. You know, they're not really, they're not really, they're married, but they aren't. So he goes all this work, makes her this cup of coffee. And I don't know if you noticed, but like, he didn't drink it. He didn't make anything for himself. He's sitting there like drinking a cup of tea. And which I at first didn't even really strike me at anything. But then when I, I rewatched the, the scene with the vet because the little black book, I was trying to see if there was any okay. clues in there other than the vacuum business, the, 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 you know, the disappearers business card. And he does make the comment to Jimmy when they ask him about that drug. He goes, ah, you know, every, you know, you'll feel like, you know, Red Bull and two empty stomachs. It all just depends on how you react to caffeine. I, I, two empty stomachs? What's that? Two yeah, sorry, stomachs. two Red Bull and an empty stomach. <laughs> but he makes this, he be, just makes this arbitrary comment about how do you react to caffeine. And the fact that Howard wasn't drinking a coffee and they went to all this trouble to show him making a cup of coffee, I think something's going to happen and they're going to pull it off, but Howard's going to, like, die or something. Oh, wow. And that's going to... That would be nice. Yeah, like, I, I think that's what's going to happen. And I think that... That would, that would be good. Yeah, and I think that... I, I don't know if that will then... Uh, maybe that's where it ends. I, I thought that... I really was hoping that they would tie up all of the pre-Breaking Bad stuff in these first seven episodes. And the last six could just be Gene Tekovich's story. But... Yeah, I, I I was gonna bring that up that you that you. I don't think we before. get there because I think there's too many loose ends to tie up on this on this on this side of Breaking Bad. So I'm I'm a little disappointed in that, but I I think that's gonna I think the season's gonna end with like Howard dying and it's like oh shit like we got away with it and but we just killed Howard Hamlin or put him in a coma or so they just there's no like because I I don't I still every cold open has a, has a point. And they really didn't come like, like there was nothing there with him making the call. I don't know. That that's what I came up with. So I think it works, well, but I think it backfires and Howard actually gets She hurt. um she um like just dumped it into a trap. Yeah, much, exactly. He like made like a like a pretty like Yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Ed- Edmonton just tied the game. Oh, by the sweet. Way. Unbelievable. They were they were down 5 Sweet, to sweet. One. Um yeah, I uh I like that, dude. I, I like that theory a lot. Um, which the reason the reason why I said I don't think it works um, is related to my Kim theory. So we'll I'll just we'll save that. I'll we'll elaborate. save it for yeah. We'll save that for yeah, Kim. I'll um, later. All right, and this is probably my biggest pet peeve of the season that I if I had to criticize the whole Lalo thing. Um, I love Lalo. I love Tony Dalton. He's playing him incredibly. I feel like at this point we should have gotten back. He should be back in Albuquerque doing whatever needs to be done. I feel like they've stretched this his thing out a little too far with not having him as involved yeah. in the story and try. Like I get it. Like yeah. he's got to figure this out. Like you don't go to Germany in a day and and find these people. Um, how do how, do you think we get resolution with Lalo or how does his story end here on the the mid season finale? I think his story ends. In the midst of oh, okay. I think he finds his way to the site and infiltrates his way in, clandestine mission, and I think they find him, and I think they more or less chop him up into bits and then throw him into the concrete for, like, the 18-foot thick wall or whatever it yes, is. Yes, that would be awesome if Lalo is just the... Uh, the <laughs> you, you'll just watch Breaking Bad so differently watching Walter and Jesse cook meth knowing, like, Lalo's in the walls. Yeah, that's that's what I think is. is I don't think his story ends in the midseason finale. 
I think he finds the location of the super lab, and then. I yeah, I mean, the that's the one that we know Gus and Mike don't die here. We know Kaylee, we, we know Mike's family doesn't die. Like, we know all the players here on Team Gus don't die prior to Breaking Bad. So, it's really what happened, What happens with Lalo. I, I think they've stretched it out this much. I, I think he just finds the location of the of the meth lab. And I think that and that's, that's the big thing is that he finds it. Yeah. And then I think it gets, again, just to my point where I don't think they've resolved things here in pre breaking bad before the, the last six, I think, I think his fate, uh, gets wrapped up here. Um, when we come back in July, I do think he has to die though. I don't, I don't, I don't think it makes, it doesn't make sense that he would live again because Gus, Gus taunting Hector, telling him that, you know, all the Salamancas have been wiped out. Like, there's no way, there's no way Gus, it could be unresolved that Lalo is still out here throughout Breaking Bad. Like, there's zero chance of that. Yeah, I agree. Although, did, doesn't, um, Saul reference? Well, Saul, yeah, Saul does. I think, because Kim knows he's alive. So I'm assuming that Kim at some point tells Saul that he's... But you think Lalo does die... I think I think Lalo does die, but just nobody ends up telling Kim and Jimmy. Salt. Yeah, yeah. I think that's okay. where we end up. Okay. Um, and then that leaves the biggest question, and which has everybody on edge: What happens to I didn't know you had it in you, Kim Wexler? So, this to me this goes one of two ways. Firstly, with your scenario where they pull it off. I think that brings my theory into play, where they they pull off this D-Day, they get their funding to do all their pro bono work, Kim does her own pro bono work after blowing off the the new pro bono formation of whatever that is um, out in Santa Fe, and so she starts her own pro bono thing, and then she, like, what I expect is that, like, her, she's with some kind of, like, gangbanger client, and then, like, there's a drive-by. She just kind of, like, gets caught up in the middle of it. and Of, like, two rivals. And then she's just collateral damage of, like, her trying to do this pro bono work. Um, but if, like I said, if they don't pull this off, I, I and, they, and they get got here trying to execute this D-Day, then she might be in jail. Like, I, I, I think if they get caught... I think she's the one that kind of gets caught doing the dirty work mm. and she takes the entire fall for Jimmy and she goes, well, good. Jail. This was all her idea. So let her take the fall. If it has to happen. Well, obviously she would because <laughs> Jimmy, 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 yeah, right. Do it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I don't, I don't feel bad for Kim if she gets caught here. Like, so like Jim, Jimmy has been reluctant this entire way to go through with this. And she has just like been the persistent one to go through. I, I, I don't know about, reluctant but she's been... never from the get-go he's been like we're not we're not really doing this are are we and then when she went all in and like he was like all right yeah but everything he's done is not reluctance okay she she she's been as committed or more than him but i'd feel she's been way more committed to this because the way howard because of how yeah, howard that's insulted her um fair. and then we find out that she actually has which explains her her attraction to Jimmy a with little the bit mom. more. That 
that her mom was actually like pretty much the same thing as Jimmy, just like a yeah. shyster. And her mom used her in her plots to like steal from people and stuff. And so that explains her attraction. Yeah, those to, the the little girl that plays young I, Kim I and and the mom are they do they 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 they've got that shit nailed down. Um, <sighs> I can't get a read on what's gonna happen to her, man. Like I, I think it's gonna be bad enough. Again, I I think, and the reason why I think they get Sandpiper, why why he get he he will eventually get this money. I think he ends up with the black book. So I think that he's going to be so broken after whatever happens to her that he's just he's going to use the sandpiper money and buy the black book from the veterinarian. And that's how Saul like funds all this, you know, golden toilet seats and everything because he's he's he now becomes the guy yeah, that That's a good point cuz even Well, and he does have the black book cuz that was in the opening scene in uh, the first episode when they were going through Saul's house. Like the black book is there. Yeah, I didn't realize that. And he even says, like, can you believe that guy's giving that up? He's sitting on yeah. a gold mine. So I think that I, I think that that's what ha- – I think some, whatever happens to her breaks him to the point where he then he then is completely broken bad. If he's not there already, right, he'll break bad, and it'll be that's, – that's what I'm basically doing for the rest. I'm only, I'm only rep- repping scumbags, and, um, and I'm just in this to, to figure out how to make as much money as possible. I I love I love your theory that she ends up getting like you know I could just see it like she doesn't she's doing this pro bono work for a client and just doesn't doesn't get him off and then he like the, the client ends up like shooting her or something because he doesn't yeah I I didn't even think about that's that. what like I, I just I keep thinking of like Bruce Willis in the Sixth Sense where like the kid who he doesn't help ends up killing him spoiler alert <laughs> ends up ends up shooting him in his house. Um, just something like that, and it just completely just destroys what whatever is left of Jimmy McGill. Um, I, I just I I can't get away from that idea because I think it's so good. I I don't know that they'll do it, but I think it's there. I the only other thing I don't think she goes to jail. I I do think that maybe it's in play that she has to run from the law and she uses the vacuum store thing because they introduced the card. Maybe that's just because you, you know it's the you know just an Easter egg of how Saul even figured out who that guy was but yeah i i i don't think her fate's decided next week but um whatever it is i think that's that's what eventually breaks jimmy to go buy that book and just just go all in on saul goodman so that is what i think happens there are a couple of loose other other loose ends that we still haven't figured out that hopefully at some point we answer um there's still that scene from last season. Remember when Saul? Maybe you don't, because I know your memory's bad. When Saul, it's it's a flash for. I don't know if it's a flash. It's a flashback, I guess. He's in his office. I guess the day that you know, the day that Walter White is you know, pretty much discovered by the DEA, and he's like shredding all. He's at, him and Francesca are like shredding the paperwork. He's he's getting his safe cleaned out, and he like digs the hole into the wall and gets his like shoebox. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. Yeah. He does tell Francesca. He gives her, you know, he says, he says, you know, if you, you know, you're gonna get questioned by the cops. What do you tell them? And she says, talk to my attorney. He gives her a card and says, tell him Jimmy sent you. Um, and then he says, where are you gonna be on like November 13th at three o'clock? And she says, if if the if uh if no one if if the phone doesn't if the phone doesn't ring, I'm out of there. And he goes, it's gonna ring. So like 
that whole scene needs to be explained. Like, what the hell? Who was calling Francesca at, on November 13th? Um, I think it would be a cool Easter egg if, like, Ernie... Remember Ernie, the his buddy from the mailroom, who took over... It would yeah. be funny if he became an attorney and uh, he, he Jimmy Jimmy uh, sent Francesca to him. Oh, yeah, that's right. But yeah. I, I want to like, there's no way that's not going to get resolved. Like, why have that in there about a phone call? Um, and with Gus Fring, they've they've referenced like Santiago, like something happened in Santiago, Chile, a couple times. Like Lalo mentioned it, Gus mentioned it to the Magrig, is it Magrigal, Magrigal, whatever the conglomerate know. is, the you know the European company that. Um, you know, is like funding the meth lab stuff. He mentioned Santiago to that guy. Like, I, I want to know what the hell happened with Gus Fring and Santiago and why he's like such a player from Chile. Like, you know, because even even in Breaking Bad, Don Eladio didn't kill him because he's like, I know who you are, but you're not in Chile anymore. So, a couple more loose ends there. Uh, I don't even remember that. <laughs> Good memory. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I think that's I mean those those are really the loops that got to get caught. And then and then Gene Tekovich, like what happens with uh, with Gene? And again, and, and now it's really confirmed because of the the Nebraska license plate in the flashback of Kim and the mom. Like they are from Nebraska. He is in Nebraska. Yep. Yep. So that's the only that's the one thing that keeps me thinking she's alive. The fact that that that's when right when she gets out of jail. She got he's got he's got the years. Kansas City Royals lunchbox at Cinnabon. She's rocking a Royals T-shirt in the finale of last year's episode. Like I said, yep. nothing these guys do, like the writers, is unintentional. Everything has a purpose. All right. Well, we'll see next week. I'm pumped. I wish. I wish. I wish AM, AMC Plus. They they only release it an hour early on AMC Plus, which I think is so hilarious. They're like Walking Dead. You get a week in advance, but Better Call Saul, you only get an hour before. I would easily pay like 30 bucks for one month. I'm sure that's not what it costs, but I would pay for one month of service just to get that finale three days early at this point. Yeah. Okay. Um, that being said, you, what do you think? You want to do Yeah, let's our, do it. Uh, let's do five? it. Let's do it. Let's get, get yeah, crazy. let's do it. Get we got weird. time. Okay. Um, so, oddly enough, with the Game 7 letdowns of uh, in the NBA, uh, they were just such crazy blowouts. We were, we just figured for beer two, why don't we do like biggest letdowns of TV and movies that, that we've seen or that we've had. Um, so again, it could be, could be, uh, sequels, could be like books to movies, could be whatever, closing out a series, yeah, multiple things. So on that note, Drew, do you want me to go first? Uh, go first? I, I'm gonna start us off here. Okay. So, What's your number five. My, uh, whoops, sorry, I lost my notes. Um, I'm gonna start with Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Oh wow! I was really pumped. We were in that mode where like they were a lot of movies were coming back with like 20 year jumps in between. Really good writing, good acting. Um, this had neither. <laughs> no, nobody was good in this movie. It, like it, they, they even went and got Shia LaBeouf, who was like on a hot. He was throwing heaters during that time period. Yeah. Um, off Disturbia and Transformers. Uh, 
awful movie. The premise was terrible. All awful. All of it. I can't I can't yeah, really... can't think of one. The only good thing about this movie was the brief mention of Sean Connery and just showing a picture of him. That was it. It it, it I agree there was nothing good about it. <laughs> so comment. bad. Um number 5, um this probably isn't going to win me any any points, but I don't care. Uh World War Z. Um I I read the book on my honeymoon yeah. of all things. And um the book was just so detailed and like entire world oriented um, that when the movie came out, it was just none of those things. It was nothing like the book at all. And it was fine as a movie, but just the fact that like they bought the rights to the book and that story's never going to get told on the big screen is just like depressing to me. Cause it's just such a cool, like actual, like tactically how armies would go about, beating like an entire world of zombies it was pretty cool but we won't get it all right what's your number four uh my number four the hobbit the battle of the five armies wow really man i just you just want to you know what long. yeah one again you make <laughs> you, you you turn a 300 page book into a nine hour trilogy uh like can we get more than six minutes of the fucking dragon that everybody wants to see in this movie here? Like of all the, sh- of all the stuff that we're stretching out, we can't stretch out the freaking dragon here. Um, but I don't know, man. I get just, I, it was just too much. Like I, I just didn't care about at that point, like six hours was too much in the first two movies. Yeah. And this just felt like we're, we're like, what is there to drag out? Like, uh, I I didn't care about these like random orakai that they tried to get us invested in. I didn't care about uh, Angelina Lily being in love with one of the hot one of the the dwarfs. That was weird, um, and they all die anyway. Like they didn't even utilize they, 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 even if they would have you know pumped us up with even more Orlando Bloom, who got a lot of lot more screen time in this and purpose than he did in Lord of the Rings. Um, I don't know. For as hyped up as we were about them doing the Hobbits, yeah, I, I think the whole series kind of fell on its uh, face a little bit. Good okay. moments. It was it's kind of it was kind of like a, a fight where we're going. You know, this guy's got some good moments, but uh, yeah, he just lost one eighteen, one ten on the cards. All right, all right, I'll take it. Um, my number four, Anchorman two. Oh, good one, good uh, one. I mean. By the time I saw it, I had already been forewarned, so um, it wasn't as big of a personal letdown for me. But um, coming off of one of the most iconic movies of its generation, you know, people were pumped for this, and it just, it just wasn't, wasn't a thing. It just was, wasn't good. It was letdown. The, the best way to describe it is uh, forgettable. So, Anchorman Two is number four for me. All right, number three. I'm coming in strong. You ready for this? Yeah. You're going to slap me. I don't care. Lost. The final. The oh, final okay. Season. Yeah, that's it's fair. I didn't do TV shows, but yeah. Um, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, it was on the verge of being one of the best shows ever. Uh, and they never answered any, any questions. They never tied any loops to the story. I still don't know exactly what happened. It it just still hurts. I, I don't know what else to say. 
Can I can I swap that out and put what I had and put Lost in it? Nah, I won't do that. <laughs> no, nah, I won't. I I only did movies. Um, yeah, you're you're not wrong. That was yeah for as great as it was, and then I just remember as we are approaching the the, the finale of the final season, and I'm just like three episodes left. I'm like, oh my god, they're not going to tie any of this up, are they? <laughs> Two episodes left. Oh my god, they're not going to tie up any of this. One episode left. Please just tie something up. And, Nothing. No. no. Nothing at all. Nothing. Um. All right. What's your number three? Uh, the original Suicide Squad, man. Uh, okay. a lot of hype for this movie. Um, again, Heaters, Will Smith, uh, Margot Robbie. I mean, Roll Tide. Um, I think I'm the only one who liked it. You really, you really are. <laughs> um. Yeah, the jo- or, you know, Jared Leto finally getting, you know, the rumors of him being the next Joker. They tried to keep it under wraps as long as they could. It popped. Everyone was excited. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Joker, the, the trailer, DC, nobody makes better trailers than DC. All their trailers are outstanding. Music, the scenes, but man, fell on its face. Uh, Joker's barely used, and it was, when he was used, it was terrible. Uh the plot, Enchantress, just all god awful. Like I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can usually, I can usually put up with a movie when Will Smith's in it. Like I can almost be like, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm at least gonna enjoy these Will Smith moments because I just, you know, I just like Will Smith despite his Oscar nonsense. That's my guy. Just bad. Even Margot Ru- R- Margot Robbie just being so sexy in it, it just didn't do it. I'm just like, this is just terrible. I was like, is this good? This has to get good at some point. Like, it has to. It just has to get good. And then it ended, and I was like, oh, yep, nope, just never got good. I don't know. Never got good. I, I thought I thought it was fine. Um, okay. My number two. Ready for this? Please be the same. Please be the same. Please be the same. Fear the Walking Dead. Uh! You didn't do I, no, I, I kept it all the movies. God, um, that's... <laughs> your anger says it all. Uh, the concept had a ton of promise. Everyone was excited because they, they build it as, we're going to show how society slowly breaks down during an apocalypse and how just like the, all the institutions fail. They did that in about seven episodes and then just take you on this bizarre meandering story that really has no discernible arc kind of whatsoever i mean they're bringing back characters from the dead like more than once uh, even when they find something that works they just like screw go a different direction screw that up uh, it's just breathtakingly incoherent bro i'm i'm two and episodes in to the back half of seven i don't even know what i'm watching I, like I, it's like it's almost like they've yeah. run out of plot, and they in, in each of the in each of these first two episodes, they've added a brand new character who they've just killed off, and I'm like, and they tell some sob story about them losing somebody. I'm like, am I supposed to care? <laughs> or like, or like one of our characters are with them, and then grow, like somehow get attached in 45 minutes to these people, and then have to watch them die, and then they get sad. I'm like. Why do they care? They just met this person. Like, it's I don't so know. bad. There's like five ep- 
there's like five episodes on my DVR, and I just it's so bad. Had it in me I'm just I like I just want to get through them. Like, and now I, I get it. Like they teased they teased Madison coming back, so they'll probably wait until the very last episode to do it to get you to watch. That's what they do. It's just so bad. Like I can't somehow there would be a, there would be a good way it with good storytelling to bring her back. It'll be something fucking stupid. I bet I bet she di- she died and some random scientist found her and like put someone someone else's brain in her head or something. Uh, they could they should just be tying it into like the CRM and the C- no. Civic Republic and no, all that crap. Won't. But they, they it's won't. it's so bad, dude. They were like they were like looking for butterflies in this one. It, it's so terrible. Um. Okay. Number one. Do you want me to go or you to go? I I haven't even given my number two. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're number two. <sighs> the Last Jedi. Is that episode nine of Star Wars? Uh, Is that what the, no eight. Eight. Okay. Um, the Return of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Trailers was ama- trailer was amazing. Uh, I I didn't mind episode seven. I know you didn't like any of them. Um. Oh, seven was okay. I mean, th- where they started going with it. I yeah, I, lo- I mean, outside of it being a complete carbon copy of episode four, um, right. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It was like kind of got you back in the vibe and set up. I thought it set up bringing Luke back really nicely. And then the last Jedi was just bad. Like uh, Leia blowing, uh, Leia getting blown into space, and then somehow like floating <laughs> back to the ship and showing like force powers she's never had. <laughs> That was awful. Um, the random trip to the casino that Finn and these. Oh yeah, that was. Just, um, did not fit. The gen- the the badass killing off killing off Snoke and just pivoting away. Well, from that killing off character. Snoke and the badass general snor- stormtrooper, who was supposed to be the most feared like stormtrooper that was out there. I forget her name. Um, like yeah. that, like she was like the leader of Finn's unit, like. She didn't even have a fight. She didn't even have like a battle. She just died. <laughs> um, and then yeah, like the uh, again, just like they they tease the Knights of Ren and like well, I guess that was the next the next uh, episode with the Knights of Ren where you finally see them, but they were just useless. Everything was just useless. And then like Luke just disappears and vanishes in the Force for whatever reason. I yeah, man, just so bad all around. The, again, the trailer and the hype for that was so big time. And I remember, I remember, I saw what my buddy KL got back in my house at like two a.m. We just sat on the couch for like an hour. We're like, that was bad, right? <laughs> We're like, was like, was there anything good in this episode? We're like, no. Like, it was just all bad. Not only that, I mean, the Jedi were like so. They're they're so about the code, and then Yoda just gives his whole speech of like, yeah, you know what. It's not really about the code. It's more about just like your feelings, and it's just like, what? <laughs> it's 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 the fact that you tried that counts. It's like, really? Like that's kind of not what the Jedi are all about. Yeah, all bad. Uh, um, well, my number one was Episode Nine, uh, Skywalker of the, of Star the Wars. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah it's just that the, bringing back Palpatine. And with all these clones of himself, just number one, it totally makes him the main character across all nine movies, which is stupid. 
Number two, like, really? Like, that was his long game was just to clone himself the whole time? Not So when they were doing the clone army, it wasn't, like, just building an army was, was like, the side piece. Like, really, he was just trying to clone himself. Uh, and on top of that, like, how do you get your force powers to transfer to your clones and just keep over time? And like, how's, how's that mm. a thing? Um, and then, uh, again, just, they just, and I, I, I even mentioned how, you know, in the middle of eight, they just pivoted away from Snoke, but then like Ray is a Palpatine. Okay. Like someone want to explain that to me? Like how or why? Like, that's just disappointing. Like wh why, why would they make her a Palpatine? Like, that's just whatever it's, it, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. They they almost ruined the whole franchise by doing something that's stupid. Uh, I'll I'll take one through three. All I know is that when I left the movie, I was so pissed. I just left the movie saying this. You are the chosen one. This was supposed to wrap up this series. Was... Not leave it, not leave it in stupid. You played that way too low, bro. <laughs> yeah, I. That's just, uh, I was gonna say that's that's not gonna hit at all with the audience. <laughs> oh man, that's great. What was your number one? I see. This is why I, I thought we did. We might have done this topic already. Which if we did, apologize to everybody. But these were all fresh. Um, the movie Year One, the comedy with Jack Black and. Uh, Ooh, Michael Sarah, yeah, I, I've never walked out of a movie. I walked out of that one. It was horrendous. The trailer was really good. It was good. Uh, again, Sarah, Sarah was on a hot streak. Mad heaters going out there. I've never been a Jack Black fan, but I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Oh, wait, like, was I kind of, I think him and Sarah will play off each other really nicely. No, I think I walked out of. The invention of lying. I don't even know what that is. I don't think. Uh, that was a um, Ricky Gervais one. Um, you may have walked down this. One, I feel like you told me that story before. I may have. It was really bad. Um, yeah, just really bad. I. It was not good. <laughs> I like. It just wasn't. The only funny parts were like the two minutes of trailer time, which it was a ninety-minute movie, so that means. 87 minutes weren't funny. It was just bad. So bad. Even had like McLovin was in it and it was bad. Uh, yeah. Just bad. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah, All good. bad. Nothing good. I uh, Too bad you didn't pick uh, TV shows because I thought for sure you were going to put The Sopranos. <laughs> for like just disappointing endings. Yeah. yeah. Letdowns. Yeah. Well... Yeah, that's true. I could have. Um, or Breaking Bad, because Walter White doesn't live. Yeah, it wasn't a letdown. that punk-ass Jesse got to live. Made, made sense. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, on that note, that was our big letdowns. Um, this show was not a letdown, because uh, you brought up that double vacuum thing. That's right. And Shia LaBeouf throwing heaters. Heaters. Mad heaters. All right, Drew. In until next week. Good talk. See Big you out kisses. there.
Sit down Pull you that first round You got an open count Toss it out Everybody's cordial right now Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talking about anything that makes you get loud <laughs> 